Hey, Spooksters, it's Tara. I'm jumping on real quick because the Auburn police have announced a person of interest. He is said to be an African-American male, early to mid-20s, approximately 200 pounds, and is between 5'8 and 5'10. He was last seen wearing dark-colored pants, dark-colored shoes, and a camouflage-colored hooded jacket with vans and white writing across the back. Police also noted that he was seen leaving in a late 2000s Lincoln Town car that was either silver or gray. If you guys have any information at all, please check the show notes for all of those details on how to get in touch with authorities. And that's all I got. So let's go ahead and dive into this week's mini. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. and welcome back to another stabby snippet here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Oh, very serious. (laughs) So today I'm going to be covering a very recent missing persons case. This one I actually came across on a different night while we were taking a recording break, and it's kind of stuck with me. So now that there's more information, I kind of wanted to talk about it with you guys because it is still an open investigation. So I'm going to be covering the case involving Anaya Blanchard. She's a 19-year-old college student at the Southern Union Community College in Alabama. She's described as very caring, loving, and fun-loving by her family. Her mother is Angela Harris, and her stepfather is Walt Harris who is actually a UFC fighter. She was last seen on October 23rd by her mom and stepfather and was headed back to Auburn with her brother. Her parents said she had dropped her brother off before heading back to her home for the night. It said the last person she spoke with would be her roommate just before midnight via Snapchat. And something to keep in mind is it's not the picture part. It would be just the chat function that they'd have their last conversation through. So it was said that the roommate asked her where she was or who she was with because it was getting late. Anaya had stated a specific male's name. Her parents had done an interview back on Halloween and they kind of stated the same way. So I'm not sure if it's because maybe I don't know if it's a person of interest or, you know, something with the investigation. But that person's name, from what I have seen, has not been released. The roommate then said something along the lines of basically like, I wish you would have told me because I tried to stay up for you. And then, you know, just the basic like friend, I love you. You know, I'm going to go to bed. I'll talk to you later kind of thing. And Anaya replied back, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I love you too. And then that was the end of the conversation and also the last anyone would hear from her. So the following day on October 24th, she would be reported missing by her family to the Auburn Police Department. I'm assuming that's because no one had seen or heard from her. And of course, in this day and age, everyone's attached to their phones. So that's not normal to not be able to get a hold of anybody. So there we are with the report. The search would be empty handed for the next two days until October 26th. 
And then they would find Anaya's car, which is a black 2017 Honda CRV in an apartment complex over in Montgomery, Alabama. And this complex is east of the Eastdale Mall on Boardwalk Avenue. This is also close to the Atlanta Highway as well. They found significant damage on the car to the right wheel well and the passenger door, along with scrape marks all on that same side. But no Anaya. And then a couple more days later, on October 28th, the police would release surveillance footage of Anaya. It showed her inside a convenience store, which basically just looked like a gas station store kind of thing, that's located on South College Street in Auburn, dating late at night on the 23rd. So her parents speculate maybe she had went, it was one that was kind of in the same location of her brother's apartment and hers. So maybe she went in there to go grab like a late night snack, something like that before she headed home because her stepfather mentioned that before she they left her parents' house, which was about a, I believe, a two hour drive ish, hour and a half drive that she was really, really tired and she was just ready to go home and go to bed. And they were even being like, well, why don't you let your brother drive? Because they were, you know, driving when you're tired is obviously not safe. And she was like, no, I'll be all right, you know. And then he was just like, the brother was just like, well, if you need me to drive, I can take over. Like, it's not a big deal kind of thing. So it was like very evident she was tired. She wanted to go to bed. She wasn't going to be going out or going to meet anybody kind of thing. And also the day she went missing, of course, her phone would end up dead. And something her stepfather pointed out was in the surveillance video, you know, she was walking by a bunch of phone chargers. He's like, you know, she's the type of person like if she needed a phone charger because she was going to go do something, she would just spend the couple bucks to buy one. So there's that too. And then after the time frame of when that recording was when she was at the gas station, her vehicle was spotted by an eyewitness to be seen traveling southbound on South College Street. And then we would... Jump to a couple more days later, October 31st, the Auburn police had time to do some investigation on the vehicle, and they would announce that there was forensic evidence in there that would suggest that she was, quote, harmed and is considered a victim of foul play. There's no other details on exactly what that means or anything like that. This is still so fresh in our time. Today is November 5th, and even when you guys hear this, this is just a couple days later. But from there, yesterday our time, so Monday the 4th, a task force is actually has been put together to continue this search for her. The team would be made up of members of Auburn and Montgomery Police Department agents from SBI, which is the State Bureau Investigation, and the FBI, and then also the U.S. Marshals Service. And they are doing a great job. They are covering ground and air. With the ground, they have multiple canine units, and then they're using, um, for the air, they're using Air One, which it just said was the state helicopter. And then they're also keeping their focus on the Auburn-Montgomery area and then all those little towns in between because, like, I lived in Alabama, so, like, I know there's always, like, little towns and stuff, and I know we have listeners in Alabama, but, like, Anybody who's familiar with the state, you know, there's always those little side towns and stuff like that. Because like for Jessica, for you, it's like how like from Corning, Chico, Red Bluff, all the like little towns, you know, so Alabama's kind of the same way. 
So right now they have a reward set for anyone who can help. It is now at a total of $105,000. Their community has came together for support, which is amazing. Governor Kay Ivey authorized $5,000 for any info leading to apprehension of any suspects or information on the case. The UFC president, Dana White, contributed $25,000 and then also another $5,000 from an anonymous source for additional info for their arrest as well. And then another from the UFC community was fighter John Jones and a local family who wanted to stay anonymous pitched in altogether. That was $25,000. That's very generous of people. Yes. So a lot of people are coming together to help. And there's been, I would say, pretty good coverage so far. You guys can check out what sources I have on the sources page. Also, off the top of my head, it's been on CBS News. It's been on People.com. It's it's been everywhere. It's been all over Facebook, social media, everywhere. So they're doing everything they can to try to find out where she is. So back to kind of that surveillance video. She was last seen wearing a black kind of gray dress, tan duck boots, and black stockings or tights. She is 5'6 and 125 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. We'll, of course, have photos of her on our social medias with the episode posts like normal for you guys so you can see her as well in case maybe if you're local, if you've seen her, anything like that. Of course, her family and friends are still on the search for her and hoping for a safe return. Uh, If anyone is listening that has any kind of idea, even if you're scared to say something, there's plenty of resources because anything will help with this case. You can call Auburn Police at 334-501-3104. The tip line they originally had is now merged with Alabama Crime Stoppers, and they can be reached by phone at 334-215-STOP or 334-215-7867. Or you can also submit any tips or info via the Crime Stoppers website or app. I didn't know they had an app. That's pretty cool. And then lastly, they have an email set up as well. I'm assuming it's just the family. I found this via her stepdad's Instagram, but it's there in the bio for anyone who has information. And you can email them at findaniablanchard.com. And that's just find A-N-I-A-H-B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D at gmail.com. I'm going to list everything in the show notes as well. So that way you can take a look in case you know anything or if anyone you know knows anything because you ne- we never know. I know like it's always a slim chance, but cases like this, I think at this point you guys know missing persons cases kind of pull at our hearts. So since this one is rather recent and they're still trying to find answers on where she is, it's heartbreaking. And you can watch in one of my sources the full interview with her mom and stepdad. And they're just, it's just, it breaks your heart, whether you're a parent, not just as a human being. And something they pointed out that I kind of wanted to talk about real quick that I mentioned towards the beginning was the fact that with the Snapchat conversation, because obviously this is speculation, but it's something they're thinking about. Since it was just in the chat function of it, there's no way to know if that was actually her at that point or if it was maybe 
somebody had her phone or whoever is, you know, if someone took her or something and they were like, you're going to say this kind of thing to make sure, you know, because that those type of situations happen all the time. Right. My question would be is, does the roommate and her chat often that way or is it like this is unusual? That I don't know. I think it'll it'll vary. But like I know in like the case of my sister, she's one of the few reasons I even still have a Snapchat is because like I'll send pictures and talk with her and stuff on there. So if it's something they normally talk on, then I could see that. My thing is with thinking that is a possibility is because like this is obviously just like theories and stuff at this point. But it's like say whoever it was like they discovered she had her phone and they saw the notifications because, you know, I don't really use the chat function that much, but I'm assuming it'd be like a text where you could like see in the notification, like what it says, or if you open it, like obviously then you're going to see it. So then they maybe thought quick, whatever, or maybe it was her and maybe whatever's going on hadn't happened yet. I don't like, we don't know at this point. And I mean, because like my question is like, when I use Snapchat, I would always start the conversation off with a picture, but sometimes you would end up chatting, but it's weird because you would think they would just text, right? Unless they maybe had already been communicating throughout the day on it but it kind of sounds like they hadn't because she's like i wish you would have told me i wouldn't have waited up type situation i mean obviously i think that law enforcement is doing a great job because they have so many resources that that's one of the questions that they've asked and it's probably something they're keeping to their chest Mm -hmm. they don't want to compromise the investigation and it's and when you do an investigation like this especially with a missing person or anything like that, you want to keep some details to yourself because you don't want people to just be like crazy. And I don't I don't understand the crazy where people want to confess to something they didn't do. Right. That happens, unfortunately, a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't get it either. And I mean, I looked up pictures. She's a very beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. And in today's world, with the amount of sex trafficking that happens... Yeah. I mean, it's really hard because it's like you want to say to women, like, be independent, take care of yourself, but travel in packs because it's harder to kidnap packs. I will say I came across an article that was it was definitely a wake up call for a lot of girls in that community, uh, like in the college and everything, because there's been people, you know, they're actually taking the steps to make sure they're being safe, which is great. So just, you know. It's always that you don't think it's going to happen to you or someone you know kind of thing. But yeah, we hope that there are some good answers. Hopefully they find her and everything can be resolved. But if you guys have any information, check the show notes for all of that information below. Even just sharing, you know, the missing persons posters and stuff helps too. Because you don't realize your reach. And I can say this because. My older brother had a moment where he disappeared on us Mm -hmm. and I just put on Facebook that he was missing and that I was worried about him. And I made like a little help me find him thing. And it took about three hours because he was just being an idiot and hiding out somewhere. But it got reposted like 500 times. And you never know who that like who sees that 500 posts. Right, because it's not just 500, like it's thousands of people at that point. And that's why agencies who are out there looking for missing persons are so important, especially when they become cold cases, because 
the thought when Tara told me she was doing this, my thought has turned to some past missing persons that we've discussed that haven't been found. And there are several victims in this case. There's the person who's taken and then there's the families who don't get answers and they suffer a lot longer. Absolutely. Because they never know. Yep. But with that, we are going to go ahead and sign off. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there. Have a good weekend. And we will catch you on Monday for our next regular episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.